From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio is expected to lift its overnight curfew, allowing residents to visit restaurants and bars after 11 p.m. again. Governor Mike DeWine promised to eliminate the state's curfew currently between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. if the number of COVID-19 patients in Ohio's hospitals remained below 2,500 for seven consecutive days. The Cincinnati Inquirer reports that number dropped below 2,500 on February 2nd and has remained under that threshold over the past week. The current health order is set to expire at noon on Thursday. A DeWine spokesman said he couldn't yet confirm whether the order will be lifted. Governor Mike DeWine yesterday shared his frustrations with the slowdown of the coronavirus vaccine process and outlined steps the state is taking to improve the rollout. Kevin Landers has the details. Next week, the state will receive more than 114,000 doses of the Moderna vaccine, as well as 73,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine, an effort to keep more people out of the hospital and get more people vaccinated. Now, those 65 and older are finding it hard to get an appointment, and the state says it will take several weeks to get them vaccinated. On February 14th, the state will roll out its computerized vaccination schedule portal. That will allow people to put in their zip code to find out who has available vaccines. Outside OSU Wexner Medical Center, Kevin Landers. About one in three Americans say they definitely or probably won't get the COVID-19 vaccine. That's according to a new poll that some experts say is discouraging news if the U.S. hopes to achieve herd immunity and vanquish the outbreak. More from Dave James. The poll from the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research found that while 67% of Americans plan to get vaccinated or have already done so, 15% are certain they won't and 17% say probably not. Many expressed doubts about the vaccine's safety and effectiveness. It found that resistance runs higher among younger people, people without college degrees, black Americans, and Republicans. Dave James, ONN News. Experts have estimated somewhere between 70% and 85% of the U.S. population needs to be inoculated to stop the scourge that has killed close to 470,000 Americans. Governor DeWine says nursing home workers who declined the coronavirus vaccine during the first round of shots will be given another opportunity. Here's Tracy Townsend. Only about one in four employees at nursing homes and assisted living facilities have opted for the vaccine to date. The governor says he will announce details of his plan next week to provide continuing access to the vaccine to new residents and staff of such long-term care facilities. DeWine also said he's making $2 billion in federal aid available to help schools address pandemic-induced learning gaps. Tracy Townsend, ONN News. Some students in Ohio have suffered academically because of the strains the pandemic has put on education. With the help of state and federal money, Governor DeWine wants schools to make plans to help them. Laura Queso has the details. New data shows students are falling behind throughout the state. Schools saw a decrease of enrollment by about 3 percent, and more high school students dropped out. Governor DeWine is asking each school district in the state to create a plan. Options include extending days or school years, tutoring or adding summer classes. Our kids get one chance to grow up so we cannot delay. And so I'm asking the public schools to make their plans public for their citizens and for the General Assembly no later than April 1. I'm Laura Queso. 
A three-month-old baby was reunited with his mother, thanks to a good Samaritan, after a pair of car thieves stole the woman's vehicle with the baby still inside. Clay Gordon is in Columbus with more. Barofa Camara was bringing her three-year-old daughter to the Kindercare Learning Center. That's when she says she saw two men get into her running vehicle outside and steal it with her three-month-old son, Alpha Camara, in the back seat, in a car seat behind them. That's when everyone across the state received Amber Alerts to their cell phones. Kamara tells me that she believes that the suspects even tried feeding Alpha and keeping him warm throughout this whole ordeal. And police are still looking for those two men. In Columbus, I'm Clay Gordon. Republican Josh Mandel, a Marine veteran and former state treasurer, will make a third run for the U.S. Senate in Ohio with a pro Trump message as he seeks the seat being vacated by the GOP's Rob Portman. Dave James reports. Mandel, who is 43, faces likely competition from Jane Timken, who left her position as head of the Ohio Republican Party last week to explore a run. At least two Democrats, veteran Congressman Tim Ryan, who represents the blue-collar Mahoning Valley in northeast Ohio, and former state health director Amy Acton, have also signaled serious interest in the coveted open seat. Dave James, in News. A judge has scheduled a hearing for the guilty plea by a nonprofit accused of funneling payments for an alleged $60 million bribery scheme in Ohio. Federal investigators say Generation Now Incorporated illegally channeled energy company payments to win legislative approval for the bailout of two aging nuclear power plants. Cincinnati federal judge Timothy Black has scheduled the plea hearing for February 19th. A court filing shows Generation Now has agreed to plead guilty to a racketeering count, allow the seizure of nearly $1.5 million from two bank accounts, and accept a sentence of five years probation. In northwest Ohio, the city of Findlay has been through several catastrophic floods in recent years, but mitigation efforts are beginning to pay off. John Monk has the story. Findlay Mayor Christina Mern announced that the National Weather Service had officially raised the flooding level for the Blanchard River in Findlay. The two lower flood stages were raised by a foot, and the two larger flood stages by a foot and a half. This is going to allow our community to not have to be on edge every time we're approaching even just an action stage. Which leaves leaders optimistic about the future, as currently there is a second benching project already planned and a large flooding overflow basin is also being developed. I'm John Monk. And when you pull up to the gas station, how do you know if the fuel you're using is pure? Well, Andrew Kinsey has more on a new bill that would help determine that. Here in Ohio, the answer is simply you don't know. That's why two lawmakers plan to introduce a bill that will allow county auditors to test for bat gas at the same time they inspect pumps for accuracy. Now, it's an idea that the Franklin County Auditor says is needed, not because there's a huge issue, but because Ohio is one of only three states that don't currently test for bat gas. We can test for octane levels, sediment and water levels and fuel. It also can address dangerous conditions uh, that will result in a stop sale. So a lot of it is fuel uh, or water in the fuel. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.